A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. It is again that time of the year when a lot of our Wisconsin farmsteads are trying to make the most of a nutrient that... uh, Some folks call waste, we call valuable. Of course, it's manure management time on Wisconsin farms all across the state. You know, we've got some interesting situations setting up because of weather. Some areas of Wisconsin very wet, others still facing drought-like conditions. Joining us now, University Extension Specialist Kevin Erb, who's always keeping an eye on what's happening with nutrient management in the state. We are really kind of set up in in two different worlds this year again, Kevin. And each area regarding weather has to be handled a little differently. Uh, explain what you're trying to point out to uh, custom applicators and those farms that are handling their own manure management. Well, you hit the nail on the head exactly, Pam, and that we're kind of in the same ballpark we've been in for, I think, three of the last four years now. It seems like we're part of the state is sitting here nice and yellow on the drought monitor, and other parts of the state were uh, just wishing for some warm, sunny, windy days so we can actually get back out in the fields again. But that's really wreaking havoc with our manure plans. And for those of us that are sitting in these wetter areas, we're just not able to get out into the fields yet at this point without creating ruts, without creating compaction. And, of course, uh, a lot of guys are beginning to look at the calendar and say, yeah, do I really want to delay corn planting at all here by putting manure on fields? But given where fertilizer prices are right now, uh, that's really coming in and playing into the equation quite a bit, too. Well, we were talking about, you know, it is standard where you spread manure on the fields closest to the farm. Uh, you make a very good point about, uh, yes, energy prices are high, but those nutrient values that you were talking about are also pretty high. And making sure that we've got organic matter, regardless of what weather we've got coming up, is kind of a critical key. Right, because what we've seen time and again, Pam, is that the fields that are closest to the barn, and this goes back even if it was 50 cows 25 years ago or if it's 2,000 cows now, the natural tendency is, you know, we're going to hit those fields that we own, we're going to hit those fields closest to the barn because we want to be efficient with time, we also don't want to spend more money than we need to on fuel and wear and tear on equipment. But given the fact that 1,000 gallons of liquid dairy manure may have $25 or more in fertilizer value this spring. Uh, I've got a lot of folks saying, you know, that even that rented field or that field that's kind of hard to get to sometimes because of where it is may be better uh, suited for manure this year for a number of reasons. One is it's got that lower soil test, so it's going to benefit more, particularly from the micronutrients, but also the phosphorus and potassium. But at the same time, the more organic matter we've got in the soil, one, in a drought, the more moisture it's going to hold. But in these wet years, particularly in the clay soils and some of our tighter soils, the more organic matter I have, actually the more quickly water will soak through and actually dry out a little bit on those soils. So there's kind of a benefit on both ends of things, both when it's too wet and too dry, to build up that organic matter, whether it's through cover crops, reduced tillage or adding organic matter like manure to the field that's going to pay dividends whether it's too wet or too dry. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Well, like we said, uh, we do have to think about the value that is within that manure. Like you said, it's not just about nutrients. In some regards, it's it's almost about some of the moisture that it's bringing in in those drought soils. Do we do we have to think about our rates uh, changing when it's a droughty soil that lived with the drought last year, Kevin, versus some of our soils that might be a little bit more on the, I won't say saturated, but at least not drought? Yeah, once again, it really depends on where you are, Pam. So from what I'm seeing, the really tight clay soils, those that really tend to crack very nicely, uh, very nicely, meaning I can drop a crescent wrench down in a crack in August if I'm not careful. Uh, those soils, um, if we go out there when they're cracked like that, uh, the manure tends to go a little bit deeper in the profile, sometimes out of the root zone. Um, and so, obviously, um, I'd really rather have that manure in the top few inches of the soil <clears throat> where the majority of my crop roots are. Uh, but I look at some of the drier areas of the state right now. That ground is hard, particularly if I've got real watery manure, say, from that far end of the lagoon, uh, first loads off. The risk of running off is a lot higher. And given the value of $25 per thousand gallons, I really don't want that to leave and maybe pool in areas of the field that don't need it as much. And so keeping that right where I put it, right on the acre, right on the square foot that I put it, is important. And so injecting that manure, getting the right rate out there, um, we're really not going to add significant soil moisture um, to a field. I mean, 27,000 gallons to the acre is roughly an inch of rainfall equivalent. Put that on, I'm going to delay planting, and probably that's too high a rate for my nutrients anyway. I'd rather spread that manure out and cover more acres, so I'm spending less on fertilizer, than dump it all on one field and then have to buy fertilizer for the 40 acres across the road. Yeah, exactly. Kevin Herbs along with us. He is a university extension specialist focused in on nutrient management in this conversation. Let's talk a little bit, Kevin, about the industry as a whole. Uh, We have a lot of farms that still are managing their own manure, but we also have an awful lot of custom operators that are uh, really paying attention to the details, especially as it regards our regulatory lineup. That industry continues to kind of struggle with challenges post-pandemic. You talk with uh, custom nutrient applicators, not just in the United States, but Canada. What are you hearing from them? So it's not so much the pandemic, although that plays a factor into it, Pam, but it's the entire labor shortage. When individuals that have that CDL license can get double or in some cases even triple what's typically paid in the ag industry to be doing short-distance trucking or over-the-road trucking, working in specific industries, the entire tight labor market right now has made it hard for both custom applicators but also the firms that are building our manure and farm equipment really to be at full employment. And so I've talked to a number of applicators here in Wisconsin that had equipment parked last fall because they couldn't get employees. I know talking to a couple of the manure equipment manufacturers in the last week, both in the U.S. and Canada, that they are anywhere from three, six, even nine months out in some cases from being able to deliver a manure tanker or spreader that you order today. And so What that's done is a couple of things. It's driven up the price, uh, particularly of used manure equipment right now. And you combine that with the fact that a number of farmers have decided to buy their own manure tanker, whereas they used to rely entirely on the custom manure haulers, sometimes buying their own drag line, uh, to be able to put some on hay in summer, 
takes some of that end-of-the-year pressure off of their custom applicator. And it's becoming a real challenge sometimes to get the labor we need and the equipment we need to safely spread manure when we want to. What did you say if uh, a custom operator or a farm puts an order in for any of this custom equipment? How long are you hearing it's going to take to be fulfilled? So it depends on what piece of equipment that you're talking about, but I'm hearing uh, anywhere from three, six, even up to nine months, depending on what piece uh, that you're actually looking at. Some uh, of the stuff built here in Wisconsin, it's a fairly quick turnaround. Uh, Some of the larger manure tankers and uh, those kinds of things uh, coming out of Canada right now and uh, the Midwestern part of the country here are easily six months because... uh, they just have had the, the shutdown with the pandemic put them behind, and they just aren't able to find the labor really to ramp up production the way they want to. And like you said, although we focus on it as a state, this is really a national issue, nutrient management and uh, those available custom operators, right? It is. Uh, we see a pinch particularly here uh, in Wisconsin. Our problems really started uh with the good economy we had several years ago, but also uh, just a huge demand for CDL drivers and the changes uh, nationally and how you get a CDL have put even more pressure on the industry. Kevin Herb, along with us again, one of our University Extension Specialists, focused in this time around primarily on nutrient management. Like he said, uh, treat those nutrients uh, as the valuable ingredients that they are for a successful growing season and be mindful of the weather conditions that you may be facing. And like he said, uh, be grateful if you've got a custom operator that is up and rolling and able to take care of your farm, you may be the exception, not the rule. From the southern end of the world's longest bar to Madison, I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke.